Welcome to another episode of War Stories. I'm Tom. And I'm Chuck. Is that a beat enough? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it is funny as uh, one of our friends of the show has been on the show, been on Locker Room, and he's like, he's like, yo, man. What? Have Chuck call me, man. He sounds he sounds like he's a little bit depressed about his back. And I've been I'm there, done depressed. that. I was like, yeah, well, I'm sure he got in touch with you. But um, which one? No, he didn't. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. But um, he's been on twice, right? Yeah. He yeah. should have my number. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say. <laughs> so uh, as we were. No getting ready to do this show we uh we were supposed to have a special guest this week um we were supposed to have a, the triumphant return of someone very special to us but uh we had to switch things around a little bit so it was actually kind of good because there's some stuff in the news that we wanted to do a debrief on and i figured <clears throat> uh this week is is as good a week as any because it's fresh and hot off the presses um and it there's it's three things that we want to try to talk about. We're definitely going to get to the first two, I think, but uh, we might not get to the third one very much, but I, I was yeah. pretty, I mean, I sent you the articles, dude. They're, they're all pretty like bad in their own well, way. I mean, one is like more, more or less a fuck up. And I think that's one we're going to talk about first. And it's like, yeah. because the first things that were running through my head before we get into it and brief it before the first things that were running through my head, I was like, it's a boot. And <laughs> And yeah. then I'm like, oh, you can dude, see- you don't even have to read it to know. And then it's a boot. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, that makes yeah. fucking sense. In this training, I was just like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I, I fucking, you fucked up. But here's the thing. And I've seen boots mess up royally. And yeah. at the end of the day, we're all human. Mm-hmm. Um, However, you should have some fucking brain cells in your head. One, two, know that people are different. Okay. Um, and you know, you don't treat, you, you do treat everyone the same, but in their own right. And there are things that you do differently for certain people, mm-hmm. um, especially when they're different sexes and you should definitely, um, be mindful of that and cognizant of that while mm-hmm. working and wearing a badge. Um, yeah. I, I don't think he did it maliciously like a creep. I think that he fucked up and I think he was, a, he's a dumbass. However, however, there are fucking weirdos. There was a weirdo cop uh, on Los Angeles Police Department who got caught on his own body worn molesting a fucking corpse, mm. a dead person on mm-hmm. a dead body call, mm-hmm. molesting the titties and, mm-hmm. you know, cop in a field fired. fucking body worn. He got fired because that's fucking weird. And if he does it on a dead person, he's going to do it on a real person. Eventually, he may already and have. So he may have. Actually, he may knows. be a sick fuck who just wants to do it to dead people, which is necrophilia. Almost worse. Absolutely. But anyway. You know, yeah, next you're right. you come around the corner and he's, you know, fucking checking the oil. You know, well, like, let, let's get whoa, into whoa, this because we're, gi- we're giving away the secret of it. Um, now, I, for people to know, when I look up these kinds of things and I share them on the podcast, I try to do, you know, I don't want to be an echo chamber. I don't want to just have information from, you know, police friendly or law enforcement friendly or military friendly sources. I actually try to look for some of the most anti sources to read what they're saying because that's where you're really going to see people try to spin the narrative and you can try to then 
work your way backwards to try and get the real information. So this is off of MSN. These are actually all off of MSN, which is not, it's not super terrible. Like there's worse news outlets, but it's also, you know, not exactly police friendly. And um, so the headline is cop called out by partner after touching woman inappropriately during traffic stop while child waits in car. Now that headline is clickbait. Like, I mean, yes. Does it somewhat accurately describe, but we'll get, we'll get to the headline in a second. Um, So I'll, I'll go through it real quick. The first opening salvo paragraph is in this day and age, most citizens are well aware that a male police officer is typically required to call a female officer or adhere to certain non-invasive methods when searching female suspects. Um, Yeah, I would say that's a fair statement, but we're not required to. And a lot of agencies don't require it. Um, Also, you can know if you have any females, if you're a small agency and you don't have any divisions, you know if you have someone working who's a fucking female that day because there have been times where we knew we have zero females. Yep. And if we do what you got to do, we're fucked and we have to be able to transport someone in the car. Yep. Yep. So um, this says those pesky rules didn't stop one officer from inappropriately touching a mother. <laughs> he had pulled over during a traffic stop. I was my whiskey. Out. A TikToker fucking uh, as soon as you say a TikToker posted this, I'm already like I'm out. Right. Yeah. So the body cam shows the officer inappropriately touching the woman during a traffic stop. I would say, okay, let's back this up. I don't think he was inappropriately touching is a poor way to word that he was inappropriately using a search technique or he was using an inappropriate search technique. Yeah. He wasn't copying a feel. I don't think. No, he went straight. Like he was taught like, uh, well, he, I mean, he didn't start. Let's get into it. Yeah. The front crotch and go up to the back. He kind of like, he kind of tapped the front pocket and went right into like the fucking credit card sweep up the butthole. You know, yeah, so she not she, the, not in her she gets pulled out of the car um, and um, he it says the officer looks back and forth down the street as he pulls her hands behind her back as if he's looking to see if anybody's watching his fucking partners right there. He's nervous like he, well, he's, he's looking for threats and he's yeah. a boot. He's a trainee like he's literally. This kid is shit in a peach seed because he's afraid to do anything wrong, right? right. And then he fucks up. Um, yep. So he, uh, so he starts patting her down, moving the palm of his hand along her stomach, pelvic area, and thighs, and then begins to quote grope her buttocks aggressively. Um. So I'm guessing that's the grabbing and feeling, like trying to see if there's anything in the pockets, which. We'll get into why that's a bad idea. It's called a spider Um, crawl. Yeah. And then when the supervising officer still off camera places a hand on his form to stop him. Hey, hey, hold on. Stop, stop. Time out, time out. Go go back there. Go back there. Right. That's what the, that's what the, let's say training officer. Cause that's what he is. That's the other thing. The headline says partner. Fuck you. The trainees are not your partner. They're your, no, they're your liability. Yeah. Your fucking um, liability. You're like, fuck. And so the woman says, Jesus, so rude, right? Um, and then uh he the other officer asks if the woman has anything on her. Um, just says no. He says, hang tight. She has to shut the door. She goes ahead and shuts the door. There's a woman in the car, there's a, a, a daughter in the car and a, a third man, another male in the car, um, having a conversation about what happened, and then 
Um, the supervising officer explains to them that the searching officer is, quote, in training. And then the boyfriend says he is supposed to call a woman to pat her down. Well, this is where uh, all you traffic stop lawyers out there need to get your facts straight. Um, he's not supposed to call a woman to pat her down necessarily. I don't know this department specific policy, but I know many, many departments in the policy is if a female is available for the search and, and you can feasibly get a female out there to do the search, then right. make the attempt. But if you know, there's not a female working, <clears throat> or if you're in a situation where getting a female out there to do the search, isn't feasible, you're more than welcome to search. Just make sure you do it in a professional manner right. and there are ways to do it bladed hand don't, he, don't did you watch the video yeah i think and, he even says you we can use the back of our hand he didn't use the back of his hand he's a trainee yeah. he fucked up yeah. he's a trainee yeah. right yeah right so the bladed hand back of his hand like there's ways to do it right um and the the supervising officer says well with male officers it's supposed to be the back of the hand so as soon as he did it wrong and then he's interrupted by the woman and and he, the, the officer, the training officer is trying to be cool. He's like, ma'am, ma'am, can you turn around? Listen, I just want to talk, you know, and she starts, um, he, she starts explaining, I'm sorry. It's just that he put his fingers dot, dot, dot. I don't, I, I don't know that he like, I mean, it's hard to explain. This is why you don't search the full crotch region as a police officer um of females you do you you basically search for weapons at that point and you can do it in such a way that you don't have to reach fully into the crotch because right. unless the firearm is in their girl's prison wallet <laughs> you know it could be drugs but that's not what Who you're cares? checking for that's not what you're checking for you're checking for knives guns bombs you mm -hmm. know attack dogs helicopters things of that nature um <clears> and it's all recorded so she's you know um, she, she says, uh, she's scared to death and who gets body searched like that for a traffic stop? Wow. Well, lots of people do. Lots of people get pulled out and searched, you know, patted down. I don't know the, the reason for the stop and I don't know the reason for the search. Um, we don't have that background information really. Um, we just said that, um, he, the, the police department, the one filed the lawsuit, and the, against the police department accusing the officer of placing his hands inside her underwear during the search. No, that didn't happen. You would have seen it. No, the only the thing, if, if he's, if he's clearing her waistband with, you know, you'll clear the waistband with your, with your thumb or your, the back of your hand or something like that with sometimes with male suspects, you will hook, hook into the waistband, right. To check, obviously gloved up. And inevitably, as you go through the back, you your your thumb or your fingers checking the waistband could like graze the top of the butt crack. And I found meth pipes there. But at this point, like this lady is trying to claim that he basically finger molested her and finger blasted her on the street during a traffic stop. And when you watch the video, that's just not what happened. So <clears throat> I'm going to interject. Um, <clears throat> uh, so I never, I never like to do my thumb in the, in the, in the waistband because people can carry blades and shit like that. I don't want to slice myself. I don't want to poke myself. I don't want to have a needle hit me. 
So I never did it. I would always pull back. However, there was times when I had to search a female and I was uncomfortable. I never wanted a sex beef. So um, generally what I would do is generally most women wear tighter clothing and I always had them, hey, don't do anything crazy. I'd admonish them like, hey, like I'm going to search you. I need to search you. I'm going to be arresting you. Don't reach into your pockets. However, mm-hmm. can you can you show me your waistband? Can you turn around? Um, and uh, can you kind of pat your pockets? And if there was tight enough clothing, I would be able to see if there was something in there, like a knife or a, like a fucking gun, you know. Um, and that's a majority of the cases. You know, there are some chicks who wear really baggy clothing where it's really difficult. Um, but generally, we would have females working. But there are times where I was like, "Fuck, I don't have a female," and I'm like, "Dude, I really don't want to search this chick." You know, um, and I, there was times where I had to do the the back of my hand and tap, but I, you have to be super careful when you get anywhere around any type of genitals, any breasts, butt, anything. And it's basically the areas that are known to have weapons. So back of the waistband, you know, you just tap it real quick um, with the back of your hand. However, you can visually clear most of it. So a lot of the times you don't need a search if you're going to be arresting someone. Now, if you think they might have contraband on them, you you should probably be calling a female because there's only so much a male officer can do. And if you have enough to go on, like to arrest them, you're going to be taking them to the jail and probably having them search there anyways with a female detention officer. Now, mm-hmm. if you have probable cause to go in their pockets, you can definitely go in their pockets and you're able to kind of pinch and, and pull stuff out to where you don't get poked or stuck like that with, you know, hypes and things like that, which are, you know, suspects yeah. who are known to, to, to drug users to carry yeah. needles and stuff. And you want to get stuck by syringe. So and I know de- a guy who got hypes, stuck. I mean, it's fucking scary. Yeah. For with hypes, I would I would be like, if we can't get a female officer there and the person was getting fidgety, I would have to clear the pockets with the back of my hand real quick. And if I felt something in there, I would try to try to pull it out as much as I can, mm-hmm. you know, safely. Like I would even do on a man because I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to put my hand straight into someone's pocket and get stuck by a fucking uncapped needle because they often house needles uncapped facing upwards. I don't know fucking why, but they do. Um, but yeah, for most policies and most agencies, it's <clears throat> If you have a female available for a search, you call the female. If one is not available, you are allowed to search within certain parameters with the back of your hand. Um, and then anything else, you're going to have to like anything, strip to or jail anything and, invasive. Yep. You're going to have to go to the jail, get a female detention officer, because there's always a female detention officer yep. working inside of a has jail. To be. It's policy. There has to be because there's female house there. Um, right. So you can search and the kid fucked up and in his defense, he's brand fucking new mm-hmm. and you see him going and he's like, oh, like he he's putting the cart before the horse, so to speak. And I've seen this. It's a very common trend with probationers. Um, you see them put the cart before the horse and you're like, well, fucking hold on, bud. Like I've had to call back probationers numerous times like, hey, do you have enough to go in their pockets? Okay, no. Did you get consent? No. All right. And I sometimes I call them out in front of suspects or people because that's the way they learn. They get fucking embarrassed. And this training officer was fucking spot on. And he was like, whoa, but stop. You're done. And explained it to the fullest extent. And yeah, it kind of sounds like he's laying out his 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 training partner. But at the same time, he's a trainee. He he needs to get laid out. Yeah, there's 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 portions where you have to do that. Like now let's I'll say this. The woman got 50 grand. The city settled, gave her 50 grand. Okay, whatever. Like nice settlement. A lot of times they just pay people to get them to go the fuck away because yeah. if it had gone to court, the legal fees alone would have been more than 50 grand, right? And yeah. that's why people sue cities is because cities have deep pockets. Right. However, I would like to add a little postscript to this <laughs> because this was something that when I first started reading this article, I did not expect to find towards the end of it. Uh, for his actions, Gelnet, which is the training 
uh, was simply reassigned after his failure to follow standards. He remained with the department until November of 2020 when he was charged with misconduct and drug trafficking. The probationer? Yes. Gelnet. <laughs> Dude, what a piece of shit. <laughs> Gelnet was accused of taking marijuana seized in traffic stops and giving it to an unnamed woman he was dating. So he's snatching weed out of traffic stops and hooking his girl up with some free weed, according to this article. So he resigns in November of 2021. So in November of 2020 is when he gets charged. February of 2021, he resigns and pleads guilty. Mm. But but in addition to the fine, he gets... This one says he received a two-year conditional discharge from the department. I have no idea. I've never heard of a conditional discharge from a department, right? He resigns. I don't know what a conditional discharge is. Um, I've, I've heard it's of that. Nothing, it's nothing I've ever heard of. Maybe if one of our listeners who works in a city where they know what a conditional discharge is, maybe they can clue us in. But this is, this is the last paragraph, and this is where I go, you know what? Like, I... Like, fuck both this piece of shit cop who's taking weed and giving it to his girlfriend. And which is separate from the searching thing, obviously. But also the article's author, because it says um, he received a conditional discharge from the department. No word on whether Gelnet will be reinstated at the police department after his discharge expires. But no one would be surprised if he is. And that is a terrifying thought for the women of Louisville. Um, First of all. Every goddamn good cop worth his salt in this country would be surprised if he got reinstated after no pleading guilty to stealing mm. weed. And basically, <clears throat> you're, you're stealing evidence is, is what you're doing, right? I know someone you're who got dealer, fired. Definitely. I know somebody who got fired for falsely destruct, destroying evidence because they took someone's negative piss test and dumped it in the toilet. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Negative piss test. They got his pee, tested the pee, and said, well, it's fucking negative, and dumped it in the toilet. And the argument was, the evidence was exculpatory. Had this dude been charged with being under the influence, that urine should have been booked because it was evidence that he wasn't guilty. Uh, Okay. I mean, in context, I don't think it's that, but that's that's what they did her for. That she... You got fired. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, don't be a piece of shit. Follow your policy. Follow your procedures. Use proper caution when you're a male and you're dealing with a female. <clears throat> yeah. Just um, if you can get a woman to search her, why not? Is yeah. people like, well, you should fuck, I should be able to search. Why? Who cares? Right. Hey, you know one thing I learned over the years? The less people I got to put my hands on to search, the better. The better because yeah. the less chances I have of getting poked. And I came from an era where the cops that I worked with said, you know, son, what we used to tell people is, hey, you have anything on you that's going to stick me or poke me? You better tell me now because if I get poked, you're going to get poked. <laughs> <laughs> and like, <clears throat> it, it was just one of those like, I've even seen cops give people a free pass on the paraphernalia charge because they're like, look, I don't want to get poked. I don't want to get stuck. I don't want to get cut. If you have something on you and you tell me about it, this is your one shot. You have a needle on you and you tell me about it now. I'm not going to charge you with the needle. If there's drugs in it, I'm going to charge you with the drugs. 
but if if you have a needle, you better tell me about it now because this is your one chance. Not and people will be like, yeah, I got a I got a hype on me. I got a syringe on me. I don't want to get you know, and they would they would tell you. So yeah, use your head, use your brain, be be safe, you know. But really, when it comes to searching women, and you're a guy, it it there's no reason if you have a female officer available there's there really isn't a reason not to other than your ego and being like well i can search whoever i want that's i don't have to get a woman and screw mm, this woman mm, i you know she's just, no just just don't be a dick and most agencies have that policy and it's there for a reason one it's cya and but the paul it's like if you have a female officer on duty you're gonna it's like most most of most agencies is you shall contact the female officer. Mm-hmm. If one is not available, you shall go through every means necessary to get one there within a reasonable amount of time. Yes. If one is in route and you can you're gonna wait, you're okay, you're gonna fucking wait. And you're gonna get that female there. And that's if you have probable cause to search and whatever. But you know, in the event that you already have them for an arrest and you're like, well, fuck, I gotta take this person to like the next one is like an hour away. 45 minutes away to, to even get to you. You go, okay, you visually clear and you go, don't fucking grab anything. You obviously know they don't have any weapons and you're like, but they could have drugs. Okay, they could have drugs, right? But <clears throat> you already have a charge on them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless you caught them like smoking and you find the, the the shit on like on the ground and you just saw them in their hands and you have them for drugs, you know there's probably going to be more. Um, yeah. But you just do your best to, to hook them up and, you know, what are they going to do? Throw it out the window? No, the windows are rolled yeah. up. They're, they're, they're going to try to dispose of it in the vehicle. You're going to check that vehicle and you're going to be able to pin it on them anyways because you've already cleared the back of the car before each and every arrest, after each and every arrest, and before end of watch and end of watch. Yeah. Or and it's, it's, if it's a search incident to arrest, oh. that's different <clears throat> than just like if you're just doing a pat down for weapons, right? I mean, you got to remember you're on a clock. Right. That traffic stop can't last forever. You can't not write them the ticket for for like, oh, I'm not going to write the, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait 30 minutes to get a female officer here so I can pat this woman down and I'm not going to write the ticket until then. You know, no, you can't do that. And most states to even be able to um, pat someone down, you, you have to have articulable reasons, probable cause on the reason why you're going to pat them down. Reasonable suspicion. For a pat stop down, and frisk right? doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it. Well, so here's the thing, right? I can tell you in stop the state and frisk, that I mean, it does not stop and frisk. People, I think, misunderstand stop and frisk a bit. Yes, are there people that are like, stop, turn around, put your hands back. I'm gonna pat you down for weapons. Yes, is that the way stop and frisk is supposed to be implemented? No, you're supposed to have a set of articulable facts that you can clearly state the reason that you believe for officer safety that you needed to conduct a pat down for weapons. Uh, right. I'll give you one, some of the most perfect examples that we were always given. It's 90 degrees and the guy's wearing a black trench coat walking down the street. Um, it's, you know, the guy has a clear visible bulge in his pants, right? Where a weapon might be found um the guy is wearing baggy clothing so that so as to conceal or uh make it unsafe that you can't see whether or not they may or may not be armed and uh they're you know wearing gang attire or they're in a known drug area you know you have to have some facts some articulatable facts that other than well he's walking down the street and i said hey what's up and he stopped to talk to me 
on a consensual encounter and I said, hold on, I'm patch you down for weapons. Now that doesn't mean that you can't say, hey, you have any weapons on you? No, I don't. You mind if I check? No, I don't mind at all. And then you check. But that's yeah, you can't just with consent. Doing that. And as we all know, consent can be revoked at any time. So go for consent, right? Go. It's the easiest way in the world. The easiest way to be able to search someone, boys and girls, is you're talking to someone and you're like, hey, you either see a clip in their, in their pants and you know it's a knife because it's mm-hmm. a weapon. You don't mm-hmm. want them grabbing it. You're going to need to grab it. And so that you you go, hey, do you have any weapons on you? Don't touch that knife in your pocket. Do you have any weapons on you? Well, I have that knife. I see that knife. Okay, don't grab it. I'm going to grab it because we're talking. I don't want you to pull it out and try to stab me. So at this point, I'm going to pat you down for 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 weapons, and that's it. I'm not going in your pockets. I'm going to pat you down, but I am pulling this this knife out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. And if I feel anything else, I already know you have one knife on you. So if you have other weapons on you, I'm going to pull them out and let me know now. And you can you can search them or do a pat down based on that. If you go inside of their pockets, you're going to need consent or you're going to need probable cause, which is articulable facts mm-hmm. that lead you believe that there is something being concealed inside of their their their, their, yeah. their pants or they're they're suspected of a crime reasonable suspicion. Yeah, if you've got you probable know, cause, you can search them. Yeah. Most right? yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If you've got reasonable suspicion, you can pat them down. And if you got probable cause, you can full blown search them. Right. If Incident you got probable arrest, cause, yeah, boom. exactly. You're good to go. Because I can tell you most cases I've seen in court get thrown the fuck out is because someone fucked up a search. And, you know, uh, illegal searches and seizures is a big thing, even if the copper fucked up and it was a small thing, but it's a big thing and it gets a lot of cases thrown out. So you cannot stop and, and pat everybody down. No, that's not a thing anymore. In most states, you cannot do it. I know New York, no more. California, no more. I only know those two states. I, I'm not an expert in all 50 states, but I would I would uh, I'm pretty sure it's federal. Pretty it's sure, been, like you can't do that. Deemed unconstitutional. Yeah. So it's like it's like the dope. Like, you talk to any canine handler, you can't have a cane, a, a dope trained canine come out and sniff a person. It's considered an unreasonable like search and an invasion of the like. You can have them come out and sniff a car. You can come cars out. Cars have gotten them. harder. Yeah. Well, you can run them around the exterior. You can't like, you know. Anyway. Yeah. And then you can do the wingspan search and shit mm-hmm. like that. And but right. they have to be sitting on the curb not handcuffed like it's so fucking difficult now it's it's either you have you have the reasons the probable cause to search the car or you have consent and those should really be the only two things nowadays Mm -hmm. that you go to because even if you get something fucking great say you get a murderer off the street but you fucked up the search that whole case just gets thrown out and you just fucked up bro in my neighboring state you can't even do an inventory search when you tow a vehicle really you have so to uh, if you like go on a traffic here. stop, if you go on a traffic stop and you see a gun in the car in plain view, you got to write a warrant. No shit, huh? Mm-hmm. My neighboring wow. state, not my state, but my neighboring state. So this That's next crazy. one um, we're going to talk about is rough. And there's a lot to talk about. And I know you've got some personal <laughs> experience kind of yeah, to talk about with this. Um, the headline is from NBC News, Florida deputy killed. After officer roommate jokingly fires gun, he thought was unloaded. And I'll just read this through and then we can talk about it. Um, Okay. 23 year old Florida sheriff's deputy was fatally shot by his fellow deputy roommate over the weekend. in what the sheriff described as a quote, clearly dumb and avoidable accident. Brevard County Sheriff's office. Deputy Austin Walsh was killed Saturday morning in Palm Bay, by his roommate, Andrew Lawson, 
Sheriff Wayne Ivey said in a Sunday afternoon news conference. The two were taking a break from playing online games with friends and were standing and talking together when Lawson, who believed he had unloaded his gun, jokingly, in quotes, pointed the weapon at Walsh and pulled the trigger. Ivy said, citing the probe of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement uh, and Palm Bay Police Department, a single bullet was fired, struck Walsh and killed him. Lawson immediately called 911, saying he accidentally shot his roommate and needed help. Ivy said when officers arrived, they found Lawson fully distraught and devastated. They found Walsh inside the residence where he apparently succumbed immediately to a gunshot wound, Ivy said. Uh, the two men were the, quote, best of friends, and Lawson is completely devastated, de- devastated over what happened. Even with that, there is no excuse for this tragic and totally avoidable death, said Ivy. Following the investigation, Lawson was taken into custody Sunday on a no-bond warrant on a manslaughter charge by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement and transported to the Brevard County Jail. It's not clear if Lawson was has retained a lawyer. NBC News reached out to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement for comment. Quote, folks, this is unnecessary and totally avoidable. Not only this incident not only took the life of an amazing young man and deputy, but it has forever changed the life of another good young man who made an extremely poor and reckless decision. The sheriff said talking about the fatal incident, quote, was one of the toughest days of my career, end quote, as he both loved, he loved both the deputies and believed both to be, quote, good kids. Walsh had served with the agency since he was 18 and had been part of its police explorer youth program before that. According to the Brevard County Sheriff's Office's Facebook page, if nothing else, I pray there is a lesson learned from this tragedy. I will start by saying we've already learned this lesson, boys and girls. This lesson should have been learned a long time ago, and I don't know how they do it in Florida, but I'd be willing to bet dollars to donuts that the four basic range safety rules in Florida are exactly the same as the four basic range safety rules that they preach here when I went through the academy. And every time I've gone to a range, every time I've qualified, they're posted up on the wall. They are they are as set in stone as the Ten Commandments. And this clearly violated those rules. <clears throat> yeah, when I was in the Marine Corps... Um... There were some Marines fucking drinking one night and uh, one of them accidentally shot the other one with a, a gun and that he ble- believed to be unloaded. And they were doing that whole like, do you trust me? Do you trust me type of thing? That stupid fucking is a dumb game and shot the other one and killed him. Um, he was charged. Um, And it's kind of like one of those things where you're fucked when that happens because yeah. if that person dies, you're going to be charged. Cause there's no one to tell your other side of the story. Like, yeah, it was a fucking accident. We were fucking around, you know, um, with the gun. I thought it was unloaded. I just cleaned it. Yada, yada, whatever. And there's so much extenuating circumstances that can exonerate you. But for the most part, like if you, you fucking around, you should never fuck around with a gun like that. We all know this. We're not stupid. You know, uh, all gun gun, all gun is, is, Guns are always loaded. Basically, yep. is the way you got to think it. All guns are always loaded. Yep. So you never point a fucking gun um, at another person. Even if you know it's a fake gun, never fucking do it because there's an off chance that something, there's a projectile in there and you pull the trigger and it fucking goes off and it kills the other person. And then you're going to be charged with murder, um, especially if you have no witnesses. Um, 
and you're the only person. It doesn't matter how fucking distraught you are, how upset you are over it. Doesn't matter. You're going to be charged with it um, because it's going to be damn near impossible to prove otherwise that you didn't do it on purpose. <clears throat> now, that's a fucking bonehead move. You you don't don't fuck around with someone's gun and for the the officer that fucking got shot and died i mean like why were you letting your gun out why are you letting your gun out why are you letting your buddy fucking play with it you know that's that's it's a fault on him as well and i never like there was drinking involved i guarantee it there's always something with drinking you know like it's it's a fucked up thing that happened but like you should know better you don't fucking play with guns guns are not a toy they're a fucking tool they're not toys right so i thought we would we would um, I thought we would go over the four range rules because I realized as we were talking about this, we never said them and it's taking for granted that we have listeners that know the four basic range safety rules. So I'm going to read them real quick. Only point your gun at something that you intend to shoot. Right. I was actually taught never point your gun at anything you don't intend to destroy was the words yeah. that I heard. Okay. Never point a gun toward yourself or another person. And uh, keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Treat all guns as if they are loaded and be uh, uh, aware of your target and what's beyond it. Right. Yeah. The, the, they have five because they say never point a gun toward yourself or another person, which kind of falls under the never point your gun at anything you don't intend to destroy. Right. right. But, you know, I mean, he violated multiple every fucking like, rule. Every, I mean, the only thing he, I mean, he was probably sure of his backdrop and what was beyond it, it was his a fucking apartment with his roommate, you know? Right. Um, so let's talk about, let's just talk about, um, let's not talk about the officer who survived. Let's talk about what the department is doing. Cause you're right. As of right now. Yes. Do, does the department believe him that it was a, he was joking around and it was a huge mistake and it was a gigantic error in judgment. Yeah, they probably do. The, the DA probably believes him. The department probably believes him. But is it entirely possible that he shot him in anger? And then when the cops showed up, he's like, oh, we were only joking around. Right. Yeah. Cause you can yeah. exhibit, you can exhibit re- ex- great remorse if you fuck mm-hmm. up and you know you just fucked up and you're like, we were in an argument mm-hmm. and I fucking, mm-hmm. you know, I pulled the gun out and shot him. Like, you're not going to want to say that. So you're going to, and you already feel bad. So you, you know, like that could definitely be plausible. Your remorse you know? may be genuine, but your lie is still a lie. Right. And we don't you, know what the truth is. Only that right. person does. No, I'm not saying that, that I'm, we're not, don't get me wrong. We're not immediately jumping on this officer and saying he's lying and he meant to <clears> shoot <throat> his partner. I'm just saying that any, any suspect, any, any, if this were not a cop, if it was a, a husband and wife and the wife says we were joking around and I shot him and I didn't mean to, it was, we were joking. Like I'd, I'd, I'd start looking into like, okay, I'd be interviewing all their friends. Hey, were they having marital problems? Were they arguing? I'd be interviewing the neighbors. Did you hear any screaming and yelling? Right. I'd be double checking trust, but verify kind of shit. Well, it's even worse when you're a cop. You're like, I don't trust no one and I'm verifying everything. Right. right. So that's, I mean, ultimately I tell my kids this all the time, just because you apologize for dropping a plate doesn't make the plate unbroken. Right. Just because you were joking around when you pulled the trigger doesn't mean that you didn't kill your freaking buddy. Right. Right. It may have been an accident, but hey, you know, people get into car accidents all the time that kill people because they were joking around speeding or street racing or whatever the hell they are. Your friend's still dead. You're going to get charged. 
here's the thing. Even if you were jokingly around and you pointed your gun at him, you still meant to point the fucking, a real live right. gun right. at someone and pull the fucking trigger. So, I mean, how how innocent are you? You were fucking around, yes, but you still made the conscious decision to point a fucking gun at someone and pull the trigger. Right. That is a conscious decision that those are I know two most people are steps. not going to fucking make. Two steps, right? And it, it okay. The first step is you made the decision to take a real firearm, right? Not a, and I don't even like it when when my kids or or any kids point toy guns at people when they're not like mm-hmm. like if you're out in the wash playing army with your friends and you're everybody knows that you all have toy guns and you're all pointing them at each other because you're playing a game and you're eight years old. That's one thing. If you're just in the house and a, and if we're just hanging out and a kid comes down and goes, hey, and points a gun at me, I'm like, don't don't put that gun at me. What's wrong with you? Yeah, no, right? it's fucking ridiculous. It's it's it doesn't matter <clears throat> if it's a toy or not. It's the way I was raised. Don't point guns at people, period, especially people that aren't playing a game with you. Right. Yeah. And even if they don't have enough looking at it from Kyle's perspective, even if if we don't have enough for murder, we're still going to charge that person with manslaughter because you still meant to point a gun at them, right? Whether it be loaded or unloaded, you still meant to pull the trigger, whether it was out of malice or just an accident is besides the point. You still meant to do what you did. So this, in my opinion, would, if they, I don't know what their charges are in Florida, but in California, it would be voluntary manslaughter, right? You voluntarily committed an act that ultimately resulted in somebody else's death. Right. It wasn't like involuntary manslaughter. Right. It wasn't like, you know, where you're driving a car and you didn't mean to get into an accident (laughs) and you involuntarily killed somebody in an accident. Right. Mm -hmm. There's still responsibility in that aspect, too. You can still get charged with involuntary manslaughter. How about this? You get in a bar brawl and this happened in a city just south of ours. It was it was the little beach town between where I lived and where I worked because I never, ever, ever lived where I worked. Um, but it was a bar fight, not even a bar fight. It was two guys outside of a bar drunk and one guy slugs the other guy and knocks him down. And the guy hits his head on the curb, cracks his skull and dies. Now, what did the guy intend to do? Well, he intended to punch him in the face and he maybe intended to knock him out, but he had no intentions or of, of killing him. However, right. that doesn't change the fact that the dude cracked his skull and died. Well, in this instance, it's even worse. He took a deadly weapon, something that he knew or reasonably should have known could kill somebody, mm-hmm. voluntarily pointed it at him, and then willingly pulled the trigger. This is just, I mean, yeah, I feel I feel awful for this guy, but I can only feel awful for him up to a point because what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. Right. I mean, th- this, this is, is an th- act of self-defense, you know, like it's, it's different. Well, you know, that's, you just that, now you're arguing completely different circumstances, yeah, right? Totally different. Yeah. I mean, there's that um, FBI agent that just shot the dude in the train station. Um, and I guess the, according to the witnesses, they were fighting and they pushed him down like an eight foot, you know, lip and they're got injuries and the guy comes down after him i mean it's a legit like he's an fbi agent having somebody attack him and he's off duty and he pulls his gun and plugs him and kills him that's totally different it's legal 
Right. You know, because you can argue the fact that I was going unconscious and he was going to fucking kill me. He already threw me down a flight of stairs and I was going unconscious. So I pull out my my weapon and shot him because I didn't want to unreasonable. Like if this guy pushes him down and then comes after him, that is not a reasonable action. If he pushes him down and then runs away. okay, Right. And then you shoot him in the back. That's why um, did that that clerk, that store clerk, I think it's also in California. That store clerk's not being is um, the the robber shot the store clerk or whatever is not being charged with with homicide or something like that because basically the guy went in to rob the store and when the clerk pulled a gun he turned and ran and the clerk started shooting him mm-hmm. and it was like no you you can't like so he turned and fired on the clerk that was shooting him as he was running away, shooting him in the back and he's not getting charged. Well, the law said, Hey, when the threat was over, that guy should have ceased fire. But when he didn't, even though the guy was there to rob the place, well, now you have two separate incidents. You have the robbery that was over when the guy started to run out when he saw the gun. But then the guy says, now fuck this. And he keeps shooting at him after he's running away. This is why, you know, we always get into the shooting a fleeing felon to, protect the public that's not that you can't you can't articulate that when you're a 7-eleven clerk and somebody just tried to rob you right that's not that you can't you don't have that that uh that safety net right for protection so there is a fine line you can shoot people and you can when you cannot shoot people uh look at the zimmerman case that shit went crazy Mm-hmm. That was the kid that was the the Hispanic guy and the black kid and the the hoodie and he he's beating his head against the pavement and the guy shoots and kills him but the kid's unarmed and then they tried him and it was the it was Florida it was you know with the stand your ground on all that George Zimmerman well do I think that guy was maybe a little you know hot headed sure was he within his legal rights sounds like it if he was in fear for his life this is not that. None of this if is. If you're getting this your head is, slammed into the concrete and you pull a gun out and shoot someone, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have been slamming his head on the ground, right? But this is not that. This is no. What were they fucking playing Call of Duty? <clears throat> and he's like, "Yeah, watch this. You do it like this." And he pulls the gun out and shoots him. But here's the thing: even then, why are you pointing the gun at him? But isn't that sufficient? Why did you have to pull the trigger? Do you did you did you need to hear that satisfying click noise to prove a point? And then, oops, it's not a click; it's a bang. Yeah, that's. Fucking so serious surprise break. Fuck. Now your buddy's dead. Like that's that's horrible. I mean, it's kind of like you intend to shoot someone, but you miss, and the bullet uh, goes through a wall and it fucking kills an old lady or just an innocent person. Or a 14, 15 year old girl trying on a Kisanera dress. Well, that's different because no. he's acting within his <laughs> you scope. See what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but this is called transferred intent. So if you right. intend to harm someone, but you say you fucking miss, and you're like, oh, thank God I fucking, but it goes through a wall and kills someone. The transferred intent is still there, but they still try you just the same. Right. And it's, you, you can't, it's, you shouldn't have been fucking with the gun. And if you don't, if he doesn't get charged with, with, with murder, he's going to get charged with involuntary or voluntary manslaughter. So right. it's like, you or should whatever know these the, things. The equivalent is don't fucking play with guns. They're not a fucking toy. They are a tool. That's it. As much as we, we were like, Oh, we got a new toy and it's a gun we're we're fucking adults. Right. But at the same time, we say that, but it's not a fucking toy. It's it's a tool. It's a tool for destruction. It's a tool to hunt. It's a tool to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not a fucking toy. You don't go out 
and like wave it around the fucking streets and and fucking start cranking off fucking rounds. It's not a toy. It's a tool. You use it for hunting and for self-protection. That's it. Yeah. I mean, are you going to are you going to swing a chainsaw around and pretend to be Leatherface right next to your buddy where you could accidentally, you know, tap him with a chainsaw and lop his arm off? I don't think so. Well, and then then back up, maybe because I know some pretty dumb shit people but those are the same dumb shit people that would point a loaded gun at somebody and pull the trigger not realizing you know oh it's not loaded that rule number one boys treat all guns as if they're loaded yeah it's like those did you see those two dudes who i think i think it was florida (laughs) they had on uh uh plate carriers and they were just shooting each other in the chest oh yeah yeah (laughs) well did you and there's a there's several incidents but one i can remember uh it was wasn't it two i think it was two marines and they were testing out their uh, flak jackets or whatever. And one of the Marines grabs a K bar and goes, yeah, check this out. And without dumb shit forgets or doesn't know that it's not a stab vest. It's a ballistic vest and it'll stop bullets, but not knives. That's a whole different thing. Right. And so he jams a K bar right into his buddy's chest and kills him by accident. This this article says maybe there's a lesson to be learned. I thought we learned this lesson over and over and over <clears throat> again. And yet we still read shit like this. Yeah. Don't fucking play with guns, whether they're loaded or unloaded. They're used for a fucking tool. That's it. You know, um, they're a tool. Provide yeah. food and yeah. to protect your life and your property mm-hmm. um, from, from, Trespass or not trespass, but in Texas, occasionally (laughs) and occasionally spank a tyrannical government. But hey, right. (laughs) Um, You know, that's why nobody will invade the United States is because they're afraid of our second army. And our second army is every single one of you and me, boys and girls, Uh, every single one of us that's like willing to, you know, red dawn this motherfucker to keep our communities safe. Well, that's what scares people. Look at look at what the hell you, the the people of Ukraine are doing against Russia. You know, like there comes a point where you you know the shit hits the fan, but that's why you have them hunt. Like you said, hunting, target shooting, those kinds of things. Practice, not it's. I just can't fathom. Right, it's it's like oh, I'm gonna hit somebody up the the head with a baseball bat just for fun, to just as a joke. What? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. and I it's different. That just makes me it's angry. Different than. It's different than training exercises where let's say you're shooting a target and it's a fucking metal target and you have a ricochet and the ricochet comes off and strikes someone in the head and kills them. That's, that's different. different. That's different. That would that's be a freak accident. That's an accident. That's not, I was pointing him at him. I was shooting the apple off of his head. No dumbass. Like that was, it was an accident yep. that no one was in harm's way at the time, but a freak accident happened and occurred and fucking bam. Like that one dude, he was shooting and he didn't kill himself, but he got close to smoking himself. But, he was shooting, I think, a, um, a 50 caliber sniper rifle, I think a Barrett, and he was on the range, and he fucking, um, that's gross, and he fires around, it hits some fucking piece of metal, and comes flying right back at him, zips right by his head, he's like, holy fuck, mm-hmm. like, training accidents happen, and they're, they're freak accidents, and that's what they are, they're just, they're accidents. This was not a fucking training accident. There was no training involved. There was, Mm-mm. I pointed a gun at you and I pulled the trigger and it just so happened to be loaded and I fucking killed you regardless of an accident or not. You shouldn't be fucking doing it. Don't do it because if I was that kid's parents, I'd be fucking furious. I don't give a fuck oh, if you were friends oh, or not. Furious. I would, I would, I would, I would come after you. 
because yeah, you know, that's my kid, you know, and I, I look at it that way, especially as a law enforcement officer, I look at it that way. And I look at it through the lens of a, as, as a cop or investigator or detective, because that's my background. And that's the way I have to look at these types of things, you know, cause I have to disassociate myself from it because I, I'm not going to get, um, uh, emotionally, emotionally involved in it, yeah. and invested in it. I'm going to look at it as, Hey, this is the law. This is what it is. You, you fucked up. And you're probably going to end up paying the fucking price for it in doing jail time, whether it's a full murder sentence, unless you you can tell that they were having issues before and it lines up to murder. But I don't know. I don't think it'll be murder. It'll probably be voluntary. No, yeah, he'll he'll probably I guarantee years. he'll plead. I don't know if he'll even do that. Um, I would guess he'll, you know, eight to ten out in five, you know, something like that would be my guess. Um, but here's the thing like if i'm this guy's buddy and i'm going to visit him in jail to see how he's doing to make sure he doesn't kill himself because that's a very real possibility on these kinds of situations mm -hmm. that he's racked with guilt and he kills himself and god i hope he doesn't um right because look that would destroy kid. two lives <clears throat> but if i was his friend i'd look at him and go dude i i love you and i know you feel bad and you 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 but you fucked up like I don't know what to say. Like th there's, there's nothing you killed your friend. Yeah. Right. I mean, I do, I'd, I'd be simultaneously sad that he made such a huge mistake and angry mm -hmm. that he made such a huge mistake. Right. I mean, look at the, um, the fucking, there was, I think it was in, in Chicago, go figure, um, where they've outlawed guns, but guns are very prevalent. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, there was this little girl who was in the fucking bathroom and she learned these behaviors probably from family members and it was some pretty nasty ghetto behavior and she was on a live i think facebook live and she was waving this fucking gun around and her kid brother or kid sister was in the bathroom with her and she was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah and points the gun at the sibling and pulls the trigger boom goes off smokes the kid in the head he realizes i just fucking killed uh, my sibling or cousin or whoever the fuck it was someone related to her she turns a gun on herself and fucking blows her brains out yep because she knows she's not gonna be able to live with this she knows that she's about to get fucked and do I think she should have killed herself no do I think that she should have had better fucking parents and better role models in her life to teach her that this shit is not a toy and what you're doing on Facebook fucking live is is gang related ghetto as fuck and you shouldn't be doing it yeah, absolutely. She should have had better parent parental figures. And that doesn't fall on her. That falls on her fucking parents because she's an adolescent. She's a minor. Her brain's not fully developed. She doesn't understand what, really what the fuck she's doing. And the consequences Which is why we of it. typically don't charge certain ages as adults. Right. We charge them as children because we understand the prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. There is even a point like if a toddler picks up a gun and accidentally shoots their parent in the head. The other parent could be charged with negligence for leaving a loaded firearm within reach of a goddamn toddler, but you don't mm -hmm. charge a toddler with murder because the toddler has no friggin' idea what they're doing. So. Yeah, that's why you should have multiple safes in your house. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're you have your best friend over and you're like, oh, I trust him with my gun. Uh, no, like you have a fucking safe. It's either on your person or in a safe. Now, when your kids are alone, you're in your house. If you want to keep it out on your counter, okay, it's just you and your counter um whatever if it's you and your wife that's up to you 
Um, however, you know, you're two adults. You should probably fucking know better and you should brief the other person. Like, don't ever touch my gun. It's not a fucking toy. It's a mm-hmm. tool. Mm-hmm. But I have three safes in my house. I have one in my, my nightstand. Um, one. We won't say the, where the other two are. <laughs> one's in the fucking downstairs. Two are right. in the downstairs. Right. One's a big ass rifle safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, I have it there because one, I want to make sure that, you know, if I'm going to pull my gun out because I have four kids. I want to make sure it's locked up, but it's instilled in good distance to where I can get to it if something shit goes down. Right. Um, same thing, the one by my bed. And then the, the other one's just for my hunting and shit. And I keep that locked up. It's impossible to open, even for me sometimes. Um, so y- you have to be mindful of these things and you have to change your way of life, especially when um, when you're an adult, when you start to have kids and shit like that, especially when you live with someone. It doesn't matter if you trust them or not. I've had people go and I trust them and they're like, Hey, can I see your gun? And I'm like, sure. And I fucking unload it. And I rack, yep. you're like, you don't have to unload it. And I'm like, the fuck Mm-mm. I don't. Like, fuck I, no, bitch, you're not okay. getting this shit loaded. And I unload yeah, that it. That one pisses it, me I make off. sure it's clear. And I go here, you can look at it. Cause you're thinking about getting a gun, go over there and you can, you can, you can fuck with it. Don't point it at anybody. You can look at it, you hold your hand. Don't go up on target. Just fucking look at it. You know, like I've even had someone who's seasoned with guns and he's like, oh, yeah, let me you don't have to unload it. Like, no, no, no. Yes, Yes, I I do. do. Because I need to unload it before you even fucking touch it, because I'm not fucking around with this shit. Because let's say you fucking look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. And you fucking go up on target and you come back like this and crack off a fucking round. It goes through my the ceiling into my second floor and you kill my kid. We're going to have a fucking problem. So it happened to me in high school. A friend of mine Jesus. picked up a Glock in my room, thought it was a toy, and pulled the trigger. Oh, fuck. that was that was that was and like I had a hole in my wall, and we were both sitting in the. I, I walked it like we were both sitting there, and I heard bam, and I looked at him, and he looks, and he's holding the gun. He looks at me like, oh fuck, and I, like he was snooping through my shit. He found it, whatever it was, it, you know, it was. I mean, I, I that was the last time that ever happened. Like that, I was holy shit. I cannot believe. That number one, somebody went snooping through my shit. Number two, picked up my gun. Number three, and just pulled the trigger and cranked off around. That's why Chuck is saying you don't, you have gun safes. You don't, you keep that shit hidden because people will go through your shit and people will do dumb shit. And I, with the exception of the range, I have never, ever handed somebody a loaded firearm. Never. No. Not once. And you should have a, a gun safe in your house if you're going to own guns. And you're like, well, they're expensive. Then you shouldn't own a fucking gun. Okay. And you should keep, and if you have big ass rifles, but you have small pistol safes and you keep your rifle in your house, because there's people in, in parts of the country that, that have them on their wall. That's fine. Right. But you keep that fucking ammo locked the fuck away. It's never in, it's never right there. Unless you don't have fucking kids and you live by yourself, fucking keep them loaded on the wall. I would. But you have to be smart and you have to own fucking safes because especially if you have small kids or people when they come over and they they pick something up and they don't even bother to check if it's unloaded and they just pull the fucking trigger there are stupid fucking people out there and they will do the dumbest shit and they will pull a trigger i've seen people do dumb yep. shit i've yeah. even been shot point fucking blank in training exercises thank god it wasn't a fucking live round i in the marine corps i've even had a rifle a fully loaded fucking rifle on a live fire course we're doing i'm shooting drills on the move i'm up they see me i'm down laying suppressive fire the other people start to run that is the most dangerous fucking thing you can do in mm-hmm. training is yeah. when you're shooting and you're doing suppressive fire shooting and, and moving moving drills it's so fucking dangerous and this kid and i saw my life flash before my fucking eyes and i was like oh my god i almost fucking died and this fucking retard excuse my language <laughs> this slow stupid fucking person okay 
Um, Retarded means slowed, so you're good. (laughs) (laughs) Pointed a fucking M16 or M4 at me. Same shit. Yeah. Pointed it at me during the live fire. And I was like, oh, fuck. Before I even had a chance to react, all I see is a flying boot. Boom. Spartan kicked this motherfucker to the dirt and got into his face and smacked the shit out of him and beat his ass on the field and took his shit Mm -hmm. and told him to go sit the fuck down. He didn't. Mm -hmm. He wasn't allowed to touch another fucking gun. Like. I am so glad that we didn't have to play with this motherfucker because let me tell you what, that would have been fucking scary as shit because he fucking just boneheaded, ridiculous, like stupid, slow, like just, oh my gosh. And I've seen stupid shit on the range where people go down, they shoot the dirt in front of them. What if that was the person standing next to him online Mm -hmm. and they get shot, whether it be in the thigh, the leg, the fucking ankle, that could, that could end your career. That could, you could, Uh, it could do way worse. Yeah. It can yeah. travel up, bounce inside of you, and kill you, and hit you in your fucking heart. I've yep. we've seen, seen it. it happen, seen it happen. And here's the thing, right? Like, I I'll give you an example. Uh, just last night, had a, a guy over at my house. We're hanging out, and we were talking about uh, my love of cowboy guns and how I had bought two cowboy style, western style guns, a, a single action army and a an 1873 rifle, uh, you know, repeating rifle. And he's like, oh, which kind? And so I went and I got him. But you know what I did? I went out to my room, got him out from where I keep them, right? Then I unloaded both of them, right? And I dumped all the ammo, still in my bedroom by myself, dumped all the ammo in a pouch, zipped the pouch up, put the pouch away, then took two guns that I had just unloaded downstairs. Then before I handed him one, I racked the action and I showed it to him and said, look, and then I handed him the rifle. He grabs it. He checks the breach. He verifies that it's unloaded. And then he racks it as well. That is how those kinds of handoffs should be done every time. Yeah. You clear the weapon. You show visually, physically, it's empty. And you hand it to the person. That person, if they're worth their salt, they do the exact same inspection again, even though they just watched you do it. Right. And there it's, are fucking, it's too important. There are people that I do not trust that I know own guns and I go over to their house and they are so excited mm. to show me the gun that they just built. And I'm like, okay. Mm. And then they bring it down and I am fucking on the edge of my seat. Like, dude, yeah, like, the, if he the was to at me, I would punch him right in the fucking face. Yeah. I would, I would, I would deck the motherfucker right in the head. Like, I don't care. You point a gun at me. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to Spartan kick you. I'm going to punch you in the face. Like <laughs> you don't point a gun at me. Um, and the dude brings down and I'm not going to say his name, but, uh, man, Kind of a bonehead sometimes. Um, and I, I look at it and I'm like, okay. He hands it to me. He doesn't clear it. I fucking clear it. He's like, no, I cleared it. I cleared it. You don't trust me? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't, fucking I don't trust, trust anybody. And I'm going it's to It's that simple. And I've even had guns handed to me fucking loaded. And I'm like, what are you doing? I fucking unload it, rack everything out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah, it's all right. Like, you fuck this up. You fuck this up. You fuck this up. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice piece. But, um, you know, like. You got to bring these things clear to people just because they're seasoned gun owners or whatever doesn't fucking matter. You always unload your shit. You always hand it to someone. If it's in your house, you should keep it in a safe. There are times where I've fallen short of that and I've kept it on my, my, you know, the top my kids were really small. I kept it on the top of my, my refrigerator. Cause I know they can't get up there, but now my kids climb all over the fucking place. Like I'm like, dude, even when I'm like, Oh fuck, I forget. And I try to hobble my way ass, my, my ass upstairs. Cause you know, I rolled out of bed and I keep my gun on my nightstand. I'm like, fuck, I got to make sure I did it today. I fucking went up there and I was like, dude, where's my gun? And 
I've gotten to a habit now, like where I'm always locking it up. It was in my safe. And I was like, there is oh, tons. There's tons of furniture out there that you can buy that has hidden compartments that lock for guns. If you really want a, access to a loaded firearm quickly, um, there are. And I'm not saying I've ever purchased any of these pieces of furniture, but I, I'm just telling you they exist and they're out there. And there's lots of different ways you can get them: hidden compartments, hidden doors, you know, magnetic locks, all kinds of cool stuff. RFID lock. Yeah. So there's there's no reason to let somebody get a hold of your gun and do some dumb shit like this. And there's also no reason for you to get a hold of your gun and do dumb shit like this. I feel, I feel terrible for this guy's mistake um, because I know he's probably just beating himself, like up. beating himself up over it. But at the same time, he fucked up and I can't, you can't, you can't excuse that. There's it's an explanation that he was joking, right? We always say, know the difference between an explanation and an excuse. Well, the explanation is that he was joking around, but there is no fucking excuse. There's no excuse Nothing. because you shouldn't be pointing a fucking gun at someone, regardless if it's unloaded or not. It's a real gun. You shouldn't do it. So I think we've covered that. Um, that's kind of it for this week. We're running out of time. So I figured uh, yeah. we would talk a little bit about uh, coming up. We're going to have our a guest come and talk. Uh, returning guest. Very exciting, fun, awesome returning guest. Uh, it's been It's been about time to discuss some of this shit. So this week was a debrief. Next week, we should have a guest for you um, mm-hmm. because obviously this week we could, just couldn't make it work with scheduling, it, which happens. It's fine. Uh, but then we don't want to try and reshuffle our entire schedule to replace a guest who couldn't make it. So um, we, I saw these articles and I was like, I wanted to talk about these anyway. So this is a perfect time for us mm-hmm. to, to discuss them. So Chuck, how can, yeah. how can people support us and find us? Well, you can go to our website. Um, hold on, let me pull this up real quick. I, I had a, a, a fucking um, officer down thing to do. You want to do that oh, with our, you? You want to do, yeah, the dedication. Mm-hmm. I had some, yeah. I had actually firefighters I was going to dedicate it to as well. Oh, you can do that. That's fine. I have this one pulled up, but I'll just do this real quick. Um, so real quick. Um, we should just dedicate it to the poor bastard who got shot by his roommate. <laughs> right? We already um, said his name, but. Thank you guys today for listening. Please go support us at our are um at our website at www.warstoriesofficial.com you can grab some of our gear there We've got the shirts the will be hoodies it's cold come on buy them um shipping isn't too crazy um and then um you get some free goodies in the bag all, as always and then you can go to our instagram and our facebook uh facebook's war at war underscore stories underscore official and our instagram is um Oh, I'm sorry. I fucked that up. Our Instagram is at war underscore stories underscore official. Our Facebook is at mm-hmm. war stories podcast. I'm doing this all backwards. Um, if you want to be featured on the show or you think you have a story or you think your friend has a story, please let them know about us. And then you can email me at booking.warstories at gmail.com. That's spelled B-O-O-K-I-N-G dot W-A-R-S-T-O-R-I-E-S at gmail for all you hooked on phonics. Folks out there, we are looking for law enforcement, corrections, dispatchers, fire medics, and veterans. So, again, if you have someone who you think would be a great fit or you have a story that you think would be good but you don't know, send it to the booking. My kid is screaming in the background. It's great. Um, We do this from our Hmm. homes. So we have lives. We have jobs. Uh, If you hear some kids screaming, yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) But booking.warstories at gmail.com is the email. Yep. Uh, And so for our dedication... uh, we have Pennsylvania firefighters are dead after being trapped in a three alarm fire. Uh, two firefighters were killed after succumbing to injuries sustained in a three alarm house fire 
in Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania on Wednesday night. The fallen firefighters have been identified as Assistant Fire Chief Zachary Paris, 36, and Marvin Gruber, 59, of Community Fire Company near Tripoli. The firefighters sent multiple mayday messages while trapped on the second story of the house. Both firefighters were rescued from the blaze before being pronounced dead by the county coroner's office. Mm. So uh, to Assistant Fire Chief Zachary Paris and Firefighter Marvin Gruber, Rest easy, brothers. We got it from here. I, ooh, uh, you know, hearing about cops shot and killed on line to duty is rough, you know, but I can't, I can't help it thinking about those firefighters trapped calling for help and burning to death. Uh, is That's like one of my worst fears. Yeah, absolutely. And I've said it before. I, I there's a reason why I became a cop and not a firefighter. Um, I have as much as I, fuck with firefighters they're some of my favorite people and i have ultimate respect for putting the wet stuff on the red stuff and um rest easy brothers we've got it from here so all right well uh i hope you guys all enjoyed these debriefs and uh if you have articles you want us to talk about if you have incidents you want us to talk about you can go ahead and send them to mailbag.warstories at gmail.com and until our next episode come home with your shield or on it